guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm here with my wife, Leah, to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in an anxious post-Christian culture. And it has been a long time since we've recorded another episode, so we have been excited to get back uh, into it. And uh, What have we been doing that we haven't been podcasting? Um, our church has moved into a new building, which has been super awesome and exciting. And it's a little building off in the country roads of Ferndale. Um, but man, but it's, it's just... awesome because it's ours and it's very exciting. Yeah, it's a physical space called Living Word Bible Church. It's a physical property where our church community gathers. Mm-hmm. And I am just so deeply encouraged by that, just to see it, uh, to gather Basically, it's just a visible evidence of God's kingdom working among us, and it's just awesome. Yeah, now church service is at 11 versus at 2 p.m. is what we're used to gathering and the church we were renting from, and it's like a whole new adjustment. So if anyone's looking for a place to go on Sunday morning, join us. Join us at 11 a.m. instead of 2. 7053 North Enterprise Road. Wow, you have it memorized and everything. Yeah. Do you have the coordinates memorized? Maybe that would help some people. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like northeast, you know? when it... uh, You know, I think it's funny because most people probably like... Um, I feel like most churches are like... Uh, what's the big deal? 11 o'clock. What's the big deal? Uh, well, it's been five building. years of 2 p.m. Most churches have like... adjustment for all of us. Bigger buildings and... That you just take for granted, and are and and probably a lot of people are like, oh, this is it. This is what you guys have. Like it's small, but it's like to us as a church, it's just awesome and it's exciting because we started literally six years ago yeah. from zero, from yep. nothing, and now there's a physical five-acre property that is for this church and for all the things God is doing among us and through us and in us. So. It's yeah. pretty awesome. That's been exciting. Um, what are we talking about today? Emotions and continuing the conversation that you started last Sunday. You preached on, um, what was the title? Understanding Emotions? Yes. And there's just a lot more to discuss, I guess. Yeah, just a quick thing. Some of you guys who are not from around our area, um, you feel free to check out our church sermons on YouTube, uh, Living Word Bible Church. Um, So a lot of the stuff that we talk about might be kind of connected to some of the sermons. So our tech guys are doing such an awesome job at formatting those to make them easier to watch and follow with the points and outlines and stuff. But yeah, so we've been talking about this. We haven't had time to podcast on it, um, but I did some little videos on Instagram. And I'll probably do some more when I get time. I just do them as much as I can, but um, we are doing a series in our church that is tackling the struggles of the the heart, so internal, internal, internal battles that we face. You know, mm-hmm. um, emotions, uh, thinking, uh, habits, sinful habits uh, that really cripple us, that really impact us. So it's like a series, conquering our chaos, conquering our internal chaos. Yeah, and I feel like emotions are the very basic kind of 101 boots on the ground everyday struggles that maybe many don't even filter as i need to conquer my emotions i need to understand them i need to know myself 
they're very, it's like every single day we feel so many different things. And to have a biblical perspective on that is so important yeah. and so helpful and essential that I think there's just a lot to discuss yeah. about emotions. It's also connected to um, a really helpful book we've been reading called Untangling Emotions by the author's last name is Groves and uh, Winston, I think. Untangling I'm always emotions. amazed how you Groves remember Winston, authors' names, but you don't remember people you meet. <laughs> yeah. You'll remember like actors' names and authors' names just like at a snap of a finger, yeah. but you won't remember people you meet. It's actually very impressive. Well, yeah. Anyways, that book is very helpful and I commend it to everyone. And it's a light read. It's a quick light read. It's very... Um, you can listen to it on audio. Yeah. It like won Christian Book of the Year Award a couple of years ago. Anyways, excellent book. Lots of just basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the sermon, I basically talked about like what is what are emotions, tried to cover some basics in there, and then some of the ways that our sin, our sinful heart, leads to sinful emotions and leads to barriers and struggles in our lives related to a misunderstanding of ourselves. The thing about, you know, emotions, our, 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 our uh, culture is like obsessed with what we feel and what we, you know, like what we feel and desire. Mm-hmm. And that's like the foundational truth of our era. And so there's an obsession over emotions and how I feel. And, oh, I've been feeling, you know, it's been popular to say, oh, I'm, I've been so anxious lately. I've had a lot of anxiety. Like it almost becomes this popular thing to say that you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, man, I'm so depressed lately just because you felt a little down. Uh, I think a lot of people really are just not aware there's a lot of pop psychology floating around when it comes to emotions. And Christians, we, we absorb the the ideas of our culture yeah. without even thinking about it. So it's very important to think biblically about this thing. And I think that just the, the big thing that helps you as a Christian not... So it helps you understand emotions without obsessing over emotions is understanding this basic idea that emotions are a reflection of the heart. The mm-hmm. Bible doesn't have a chapter on emotions you know like because the bible is talking about emotions on every single page Mm -hmm. because the bible shows you that the heart is the center of who you are the heart is your thoughts your will and your emotions you know the heart is 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 this complex center of our being it is it is essentially who we are and everything we do comes from the heart right Mm -hmm. jesus says you know, you're not defiled by what you eat, but by what you say. Why? Because what you said came from your heart. And so it's a reflection. If you have sin in your heart, then you will have sin on your lips and that will defile you. Yeah. Um, Proverbs says, guard your heart above all things. So emotions are kind of, you know, uh, are the overflow of the heart. So yeah. why are emotions very important to understand and kind of pay attention to? Um, the your emotions are pointing to what's going on in your heart. Mm-hmm. Your heart is mysterious in many ways. You can't understand your heart, and you mm-hmm. can't understand all your emotions either. Like it's yeah. just like it's, we're very complex creatures. But when you look at major emotional struggles, deep frustration, uh, deep uh, bitterness, um, you know, feeling down, discouraged, stressed out, anxious. Um, or the other opposite is like 
be feeling disconnected or feeling like you have a really hard time connecting to other people's struggles. Like you don't really care, you know, like, or you, you don't feel enough. Maybe you should feel it more, but you don't. Uh, and that's a big barrier to your life. These things are pointing to, hey, what's going on in your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, the things we feel most intensely about are the things that we treasure and value more, yeah. most. You know, so my most intense joy and my most intense anger, frustration, defensiveness mm-hmm. are the reflection of the things that my heart cherishes and prizes most intensely. Yeah. So dealing with emotions is not about dealing with emotions. It's not about like, oh, I have anger. Ah, okay, control your anger. Control your anger. Like think positive thoughts. Think positive thoughts. To have a breathing exercise. That's what the world will tell you because the world doesn't have a concept of the heart. Mm-hmm. The world will say, here's some breathing exercises, here's some positive thoughts, and then your anger will calm down. But Mm -hmm. the Bible will say, no, 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 if you're angry, it's a reflection of your heart. So why are you angry? You know, God comes to Cain and says, hey, Cain, why has your face fallen? Why are you so depressed? God is asking these questions about his emotions because he's pointing down into his heart and saying, look what's going on in your heart. There's a sin battle. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of like this, like, in a nutshell, we we deal with our hearts. The process of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, is a process when your heart is being transformed mm-hmm. to be more like the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. With to think like Jesus, to will like Jesus, to feel like Jesus, you know, and therefore to be like Jesus. Yeah, so I guess the question I have after a lot of thinking about this and after the sermon is, you know, we grew up in Russian culture and it's very interesting to think about the fact that a lot of the culture, specifically when it comes to like Christianity, is, I don't know if suppressed is the right word, but like unexpressive. Like you, ha- you it's wrong to express um, like when you're worshiping at church or just delight and joy in Christ to express that like with your body with your voice with your Mm. um, I don't even know what else to put in there but like and specifically this like segment of Russian Baptist Christians you know not to show too much affection like outward affection towards your children and there is not everyone, obviously. It's not yeah. everyone. It's very much a lot depends on personality and stuff, but it's almost been spiritualized to... To be no, stoic. To be stoic, and that's more spiritual rather than expressing um, love for Christ, expressing joy, expressing deep brokenness over sin, and, you know, so on. So um, how do we navigate through that, coming from a place of where our parents came from, and moving towards a different direction of healthy expression of emotion. Yeah. There's two extremes, right? There's like over, you can have, especially when it comes to your faith. In America, like in American Christianity, in American evangelicalism, you have this over emotionalism where it's like an it's artificial, unnatural. it's an artificial pumping up of your yeah. emotions yeah. to have a spiritual experience quote unquote in right. your worship or whatever right it's all this mystical emotionalism right and, and it's then, always so odd because there is an actual culture of 
especially in the younger generation of you can have whatever your life is you can have sin and doing your life basically living as a non-christian but on sunday you come to church and you're just tears pouring down your face hands raised worshiping jesus worshiping and just you look like your entire life is just bowing down to christ and it's just like this artificial pumped up emotional experience that is so detached from your real loves of the week your real heart desires and treasures right and it's just so it's so um i don't know i'm so like turned off by that that's so wrong and and maybe what we're getting at and so this works in both directions but maybe what we're getting at here is your the the emotional life of your faith uh, the way you express your joy in God, your love for God, um, your sorrow over sin, that should be uh, uniform throughout the week. Yeah. Right? So, and not only that, uh, the same kind of expression of joy that you have for the basic interests of your life, your hobbies, your sunny day, your uh, ice americano, your yeah. like the things you love and the things you're excited about there should be a general uh uniform excitement joy over god throughout your week yeah it doesn't right? just happen on sundays so like like in in, in like over emotional christianity mm-hmm. you have this like you're living your life whatever and then you come to church and it's like i'm all all about jesus hands raised it's like your emotions on sunday are over exaggerated compared to how you walk with god every single day right yeah and, and then the other way wrong. so the other way works this that's the same thing so you have christianity so we we see this in our russian baptist background but you see the same thing in um I think American Baptist, like yeah, sure, it's like, not just uh, like Russian, traditional right. American Christian, mm-hmm. where uh, it is frowned upon to express uh, strong emotions because mm-hmm. strong emo- expressing strong emotions is seen as being weak or fleshly mm-hmm. or worldly or out of and non spiritual. Yeah, yeah, out of control. Yeah, um, and so because of that you develop sort of like a um a stoicism and a uh what's the word suppressed a suppressed attitude Mm -hmm. toward the things of faith yeah and so you may be really excited about all the things you do like a normal person Mm -hmm. but then when it comes to god you use a different tone of voice yeah or you like you you have this weird barrier emotionally about talking right. about god versus talking about uh the car you're working on as or your guns or your you know makeup or your lotions or your mom whatever like girl yeah, whatever, interest guy interest whatever yeah. like things you're excited about right yeah so um, and it's interesting for and us so in our, it, we don't we might even re- not even realize we do it but one of the byproducts of this is that our kids without even being said in our attitude, in our expression of how we speak of the faith, we make our faith this separate separate thing right. from all the other joys of life. Yeah. And it's it's this um, 
controlled or contained thing. Yeah, which is so wrong. It should be spilling over into every little thing in our life. And I think it's interesting for us specifically as immigrants, as children of immigrants, to be in this this time where we see the extremes of American you evangelicals where they're moving towards this more you know express even if you don't feel it and express emotion that might not even be there and then we and we've seen you know the generation of our russian baptists where you suppress and so we're here in the middle thinking okay that's wrong what they what we grew up in is not okay it's not wrong i mean Mm -hmm. it is wrong it is wrong but we also don't want that which is what the church is kind of some churches are going towards. Well, it's so always been mainstream. Like, how, right, it's mainstream. So how do we navigate through that? And how do we move away from what we're used to, but also not being incorrect? Yeah, so here's a- another way that I would want to poke at it is we're not talking about, you know, having artificial uh, emotionalism about your faith. But like, um, here's the thing I think that maybe people can identify with. People, so a, a, a man, maybe a father, may have no problem expressing his excitement about uh, getting his son a dirt bike or like taking his family uh, hiking or camping or something mm-hmm. like getting this new thing or a video game or a sports game that yeah. you're watching. Yeah. So, because here's the thing, because because a lot of people will be like, well, I'm just not expressive like that. I'm just not emotional like mm-hmm. those people about God. But actually, no. Like, look at look at your normal life and look at how you act, right? And then look at how you act uh, when it comes to God mm-hmm. and faith and worship. So, you may be t- like totally like well, whatever like about these other things, mm-hmm. the sports game, your your favorite burger, you know, your guns. Uh, super excited like chatting away or whatever but when it comes to you talking to your kids and your family about god all of a sudden there's it's this like weird restrained and... or or not only maybe stoic but like there's a feeling of awkwardness or discomfort about expressing those same joys in yeah. the same natural normal way yeah about god all of a sudden you feel very self-conscious and awkward mm-hmm. about simply being joyful about God and and talking about God and marveling about how good he is. Yeah. How amazing the gospel is, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a weird self-consciousness and discomfort that takes over when it's time to express that same ordinary joy. Yeah. Uh, about God. So so that that's not healthy, mm-hmm. right? And that may be something we don't even realize we're doing. Yeah. But it communicates powerfully. Especially to our children. I right. think who are watching. And I don't know. I think how do we how do you move away from that? I, I think it's a true battle. I don't think it's it's, it's not easy. only to your kids though. Let me just pause and yeah, we're getting like even in evangelism or even yeah, in talking yeah. to neighbors, coworkers, like it, it is the way you express and part of this is emotions. The way you express yourself and you are about your faith, artificially restrained, uh, compared to how you express yourself and you are about many other things. Yeah. You know. Anyways, so how do we get past that? How do we work past that? Um, 
to undo it? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not even sure because to the I think to the people who are more generally excited and emotional about a lot of life, um, about, you know, they're just talkative and expressive, it's easier for them to be also expressive and joyful about spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Um, but to people who are not as expressive. Or you commonly will hear like people are worshiping at church, they're singing, they're really ex- feeling a lot of joy in their heart, but they're kind of afraid to more express that yeah. externally on their because face, culturally, their body, whatever. To it. So I think the first step is simply just to be aware like, whoa, like perhaps we were raised in a context that actually made us stunted in our, yeah. it's it's taught us. We didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't taught as an official decree. It wasn't taught as a doctrine. Right. It was never written out. We do not express emotions about God. That's not true. Nobody would ever say that. Right. It's just this given like attitude that kind of pervades. So like simply to identify and be like, hmm, I do have this discomfort when I'm talking to, and again, this matters so much when, it talk, when we're talking about cultivating families and cultivating the attitude, the joy of our home in the gospel, the, mm-hmm. the, the love of God and the love of the kingdom of God has to do with being excited and inspired to live for Jesus. Yeah. Not just follow Jesus as a duty. Right. To, to know Christ as the true and better everything. Yeah. And, and with that, there's a natural human emotional expressiveness, right? Right. And that's disciple like that attitude. It's like the it's like the smell. It's like the the weather mm-hmm. that fills your home at all times. Yeah. Th- that your kids breathe in and out. That disciples more powerfully even than many times and that, a lesson does. And that teaches them the heart attitudes. It you are on a path with with the emotional expression of your faith. You are going somewhere, and you are inviting your children into that. And to come alongside you and also go that way. Because when it's so segregated and separate where you, you know, now we're going to have family worship and this is where we talk about God and we sing rather than throughout the entire day just speaking praises to God and saying, look at this gift God has given us. Isn't it great? Or inviting them into fellowship with you, inviting them into repentance and the joy of forgiveness and expressing excitement and joy, actually emotionally expressing the joy Mm -hmm. of the gift of forgiveness in Christ. Like all these things should be everywhere and not just in this separate piece of our lives of spiritual talk or God talk. You know, it should be filling the, the aroma should be in our home of this joy. And I think it's sometimes hard to do that because we have this barrier of not expressing yeah. spiritual joy, emotional, um, spiritual emotion. Right. You know? So like, I think that the first big step is just simply to identify like, wow, perhaps I'm raised in a context that has not consciously, but has deeply taught me to, um, to suppress or to contain, uh, my joy, my expression of my joy and love for God. Um, and when you identify that, you have to ask the next question, okay, how can I how can I start to change the way I speak 
and think and feel about God and express that? How do I, how yeah, do just I? Just in little, little phrases. Here's the thing I noticed. If you just start little bits, you will get more comfortable, but starting is hard. Like, especially when you are not used to it. Like say a friend is sharing, hey, I got this new job that I've been really wanting. And instead of saying, that's amazing, but praise God, what a gift from the Lord. Like mm. using biblical language in the joy, in the congratulation, mm. or like someone saying they're pregnant, instead of being like, that's so exciting. I mean, that's great to say that's so exciting, but also like, what a gift of, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I think that adds the act, like it the points to the of presence God of the Lord and in, in everything. Mm-hmm. And when you actually like vocalize that, it makes people be like, oh, that's right. Or like, I have a friend who never used to say that, but now in the past several years, I started saying like, you know, I want to do this Lord willing and Lord willing this and that. And, and it just, at first it took me a while to get used to, but it's like, that's so true. Like mm-hmm. we make all these plans and we have all these dreams, but Lord willing, if this is his will for our life. So adding these hopes and little phrases, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. So start to think about and include practices that more naturally, um, let out the true joy that's in your heart. Again, we're not talking about manufacturing artificial emotiveness. We're talking about like letting out the joy and the, the, the affection that you have for Christ. If you're a new creation in Jesus, your heart is new, which means your heart loves the things of God, rejoices in the things of God. Um, and learning to express that, you know, and learning to, and not be critical. Again, I think that I have, a, I'm very careful about like, criticizing the way we were raised right yeah. like i'm so thankful to have been raised in a christian family i'm so thankful to have been raised in christian context like yeah. there's so many things i'm thankful for there's a way to criticize your past your heritage mm-hmm. without being uh snobbish about or bitter, it bitter yeah yeah every single generation in the church has to be improving upon the previous generation Mm -hmm. and yet doing that with the utmost respect right yeah because there's no perfect generation i want my kids to be improving upon the christianity that i'm giving them right Yeah. because that shows that they're growing in constant wisdom and Mm -hmm. and, and development and maturity i want them to surpass me Mm -hmm. in maturity so but being able to have that attitude where you examine how are we raised and what is what is the emotional expression of the faith that I'm communicating yeah. to my kids, uh, to my neighbors, to my coworkers, to my fellow Christians uh, in my small group, to my church on Sunday. What kind of emotional expression of Christ am I, am I communicating? And mm-hmm. here's one big thing is, are you, are you expressing the joy that you do have in Jesus? Right. Or do you feel uncomfortable to express the joy that is there? Or maybe there is no joy in Jesus. Yeah. That's another aspect. Consider in your heart, because sometimes people will say, well, I come on Sunday and I see all those mature Christians worshiping and they're so expressive and they're so joyful, but I don't have that. So am I not a Christian or am I not truly feeling those things? Yeah. And I mean, that's that's a worthy question. Sometimes... I mean, we're all different and we all have different emotions. It doesn't mean that if you're not sobbing every time you're crying or yeah. every time you're singing in church yeah. that you don't love Jesus. It's because there true. are different, of course, we're, we're all wired differently. There's different temperaments and, right. you know, there's the John but, Pipers and then there's the John MacArthur's. Exactly. That's and both so are, true. They're both very different. Both are yes. good. The point here is not talking about being a certain mold 
we're all different, a right? Bit. But consider in your heart what are what are the emotions you feel towards Christ and what He has yeah. done for you, and yeah. how how do you express that? There must be expressions of that. Yeah. If you don't express any emotion about the gospel and what it has done to your heart, that's you know there should that's be questions. Yeah. Because here's the thing: eventually, here's the deadly effect of a religion that is stoic. Eventually, when you are told not to that it's not appropriate to express. Eventually, what that does is it teaches your heart not to feel. Yeah. And so Christianity becomes this thing. We believe, we do, we obey. But have my kids, do do my kids know that I delight in God? Do they know that I, I enjoy the word of God? Yeah. I'm excited about truth. Right. Do they know that about me? Or... Or do they just know what I believe right. and what I think is true? You know, yes, but 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 is the things. truth? Do I do they do they see in me that I think that the truth is not just true but also good and beautiful? Right, and worthy is my is my heart captivated by it? And do they see that through the way I express my love for the gospel? Um, yeah, there's there's a chapter in. Um, Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly, which I, again, I cannot recommend that book more highly. It is so good, so powerful. It's about Christ, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. Um, and he, 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 put, he presses this point at a certain part in the book. He says, um, sure, we are used to thinking about Christ as Lord. We're thinking about him as the one who is in charge. But do you also, like, does your heart reflect and meditate on the fact that Christ is beautiful and glorious are you do you let your heart be amazed by jesus not just not just impressed or maybe thankful or submissive but amazed yeah uh does your heart pause to and linger to just be like oh my gosh wow what a savior this is amazing like you have you have to cultivate that part of that relationship with god right and that's important you have to marvel at his glory that that's an expression of worship, sitting and being amazed and um, dwelling on that and expressing that to your children, to your community. Um, I think is so important, and so I think for all of us, even for me, learning to step over my maybe discomfort of expressing. Um, even though I am a very expressive person and very like emotional quote-unquote i think that coming from a russian context there's so many times where you know i'm worshiping on sunday and i like want to be more expressive in my heart but something is holding me back and i think that there's a process there of getting over that like have you how did you get to a place where you're just free to be very expressive when you worship because you are and i you don't have that barrier maybe you did in the beginning or did you never have that barrier i don't know i think I think that um, the, when we worship with the church, to me, what I want to focus on is engaging in the process of worship. Um, and so for me, it's it's more about focusing on what I'm here to do rather than how I feel or how I look or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's even beyond like, oh, how, I, how do I feel and how do I express that? I, I think for me, Coming, gathering with the church, um, singing, praying, hearing the scripture read, speaking the the catechism confession, 
um, to me, it's about engaging. And so what I want to do is engage fully with my heart and with my mind th on that and right. not engage with how am I feeling this Sunday morning? How is, how is this or how do I look or what is the best way to express myself in worship? It's more like teaching my mind and my heart to engage in the worship and to focus on the worship and to be authentic about it, to be real with how I engage. Right, but that's hard because a lot of us are Well, the engaging. more you do it, I think the more you're, you do it, the more you learn to focus not on how you feel and how you look, but more focus on just what you're doing. And well, I don't even think that that's necessarily the problem with people. It's not like everyone's sitting around thinking, how do I look? They are worshiping, but there is a barrier. They are worshiping and they have this joy and that they want, a lot of times they want, they have the desire to express, but something's holding them back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's, I, I, I don't know what, how to get inside people's brain yeah. and rewire them. But I think, I think as, we practice, just, yeah, as we practice, as we practice the fact that I come to participate. Right. So I think a lot of times we come to church with not with that mindset to participate. We come to church with the mindset of to observe and to experience. Yeah. Uh, but to participate means that I'm active in my heart and my mind. I am active. And it's almost like Sunday worship is practice it's like drills mm -hmm. um you're on the field and you're practicing the drills mm -hmm. of the life of faith the war of faith and you just fully engage in the drills and in a way it teaches your heart your mind your body to be focused on christ and his truth and and so i think that we're just more engaged with that than with heart barriers or whatever you know i don't know if that yeah um, and I think also there's a lot of people who have the joy of the Lord and it's overflowing and they, they can stand very still and, and rejoice and sing. And that's, that's their full expression and that's normal and fine. I think there is conversation of like, oh, well, if people are like not smiling when they're singing and they're just standing there still, like they don't really mean it. I don't, yeah, everyone's different and no one should be forced to artificially express or something like, um, as long as it's authentic and just true to your feeling. And that already sounds kind of too emotional, but like, you know, no one should be hyping up or feeling something they're not. But also like if you are worshiping and overfilled with gratitude and joy, you don't need to like suppress that to not express it too much. But that takes time and little steps and... I think we need to not, um, we need to not under, undervalue the, the small little steps that it takes and small little things that maybe will help you get over it. I just think that the, one of the most important factors here is just kind of what we outlined earlier. And that is we have to think consciously about how what kind of uh, tradition of the faith we're communicating in yeah. our homes yeah. and in our lives oftentimes it's just taken for granted mm -hmm. oh this is how it was this is how it is but we should think consciously we should look and say from the from the side does my life if you're a single person just your lifestyle your 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 life in your home 
uh, your apartment, whatever, like your relationships. If you're a family person, um, your family, obviously. From the side, is there a is there a visible, palpable expression of joy in Christ, the gospel? Like there's this, you know, Paul, I love that phrase that Paul uses in first second Corinthians, I think, four or five, where he says that we spread the aroma of Christ, mm-hmm. the victory of the aroma of Christ's victory everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Like Paul is not just here to make logical arguments. Paul says that like my, he's like, literally my ministry is a parade, uh, a parade of joy and peace in Jesus, his victory, his confidence. And you need to think consciously about how do I build that into my lifestyle, into my home? How can I take some steps Maybe sing out loud with my kids. Turn on music that I, we sing together too when we're making breakfast on Saturday morning. Or yeah. um, talk to them about what's so amazing about the gospel. Like mm-hmm. just you have to like, do we fill our homes with this music or not? Right. And yeah. it's not something that will happen by itself. It's something that you build into them. What kind of, uh, what kind of emotional attitude do they grow up with? Do your kids grow up with a mindset uh, that it is totally normal to sing songs of joy in Christ and uh, think about how amazing God is. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just normal. Yeah. Now that may be very abnormal to us because that's not how we grew up. Yeah. But your kids don't know that. Right. All they know is what's here now. Yeah. And so the more you, that's the thing about the Bible. It doesn't talk, it doesn't say you must feel everything perfectly. You know, Christ invites us to follow him. Walk, walk with me every day. It's what you do. It's obedience. And, and the acts, the physical acts of obedience, the physical acts of including these things in your lifestyle, they transform the heart. They teach you to sing a different song. They fill your life with a different kind of aroma. Right. And I think that is an important element of discipleship that many people don't even think about. Yeah. And I think it's okay if it's awkward at first. That yeah. was kind of my point. Because it's new. It. It's okay, it's and if you're, you're uncomfortable, in. and even if your kids are a little bit older, and you're like, "Shoot, I missed it," or "I'm, I've created this awkwardness with spiritual talk," like it's never too late to never start. Late. And little things, just here and there, get over your uncom- discomfort of doing it. Yeah. And there's so much power in little, like changing little habits. Just start somewhere and just move on from there, and it will really make a huge difference in the long run. But it's okay if it's awkward at first, because we're just learning and growing, and growth can be uncomfortable. Yeah, because some awkwardness should be confronted. You should not feel awkward about expressing joy over your savior. That's a sinful awkwardness. Yeah. You know, you confront that awkwardness and say, okay, I feel awkward, but that's weird. Like that's yeah. not right. Jesus yeah. is king and he's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I need to be like comfortable with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, uh, that I think is, is huge. And um, the emotional expression that we package gospel life in it's like the packaging of a present you know you can have a great present on the inside and it's packaged in dirt and you know or just plain uh paper that actually that communicates something about the gift itself yeah so the gift of jesus is joy and peace confidence victory so hopefully that is uh uh, interesting thought-provoking let us know what you guys think thank you so much for listening to us and for being with us Um, Hopefully, as we're moving into the summer season, spring season, we'll have 
more consistency as we're sharing more thoughts with you guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram. That's kind of one of the main areas we're interacting. Also, well-said.org. That's kind of the online home of the podcast and blog and stuff like that. Check that out. Let us know what you think. And we will be back to talk to you again soon. Thank you.